All right. Is your mic set up over there? Yep. I'm good to go. Great. I can't wait to record this episode. Oh, that's it. Nick, we just went through this in the Invasion episode. A note. Dear Podcast from the Black Lagoon, it would be an honor to become your official and exclusive sponsor. Please be careful with this package, as it is very... Oops. Oh, no. What in the name of Baphomet is that fucking thing? They're breaking through. Go, Brian. Warn America. Warn the world. I'll handle them with my iron fists. Yeah. This is Brian and Nick, co-hosts from Podcast from the Black Lagoon. This may be our final transmission. Don't eat it. Destroy it. This is it. We can't hold them off. Avoid this stuff at all costs. If it's in your home, destroy it. If it's in your stores, burn it. And whatever you do, never eat it. And for once, the world listened. Brian and Nick may have died that day, but they gave the world life. It's because of the courageous action that I can sit here speaking to all of you and enjoy a nice fine cup of the taste. 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 Welcome to another episode of the new and improved podcast from the Black Lagoon. Where we metaphorically slice and dice our way through horror films of old and new. I'm Brian, the, uh, well, unfortunately, the, the former CFO of the sense-deprecated The Stuff Corp. And I'm Nicholas Hacks, a.k.a. The Stuffinator. Okay. All right. We're both kind of playing on the same theme there. A little bit. Mine's a little bit more sexual, if you think about it. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> this episode, we are covering... 1985's The Stuff. Mm. In a world where space cummies become commercialized as a delicious dessert. Oh, God. Better than ice cream and even craft dinner. <laughs> Soon all of America, no, the entire world, will consume extraterrestrial splooge. Well, okay, that's kind of... We don't know that it's extraterrestrial, I will say that. That is a topic for the, for the guts of the film. You have a have a curiously similar take on this film as you did with Invasion. It's always something something sexual with you, isn't it, Nick? Okay. So I want to I want to level this out. It, it feels like your inaccurate synopses are great. They're fun. They're creative. But I think we need our bearings to get into the show. So I'm gonna go to IMDb for this. A delicious, mysterious goo oozes from the earth and is marketed as the newest dessert sensation. But the tasty treat rots more than teeth when zombie-like snackers, who only want to consume more of the strange substance at any cost, begin infesting the world. There we go. What do you think about that, Nick? Jizz people. They, they have consumed the extraterrestrial goo and mm. have become one with the ejaculant of an alien. Okay, very interesting. Guts of the film. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Okay, so, so, yeah, so I wanted to start off by saying it's crazy how space jizz never leaves a stain on furniture. Well, you're still going. You're still going. We're out of the segment. 
I really like this movie. <laughs> I was surprised. I didn't think I would. This was really great. I ended up actually really enjoying it. I thought it was really well written and really my dog scratching at my door. But I thought it was really fun. And I didn't think I would. And I forget, why did, why did we watch this? Did somebody recommend this for us? Actually, uh, to answer your question, I had a, uh, a family member recommend this to me a while ago. And I actually highly enjoy this film. Hmm. It's a B movie, obviously, from the from the eighties, and I I just really like the characters, and I I like the premise of this social commentary on commercialism, and just I I fucking. Chocolate Chip Charlie, man. Chocolate Chip Charlie, everybody. Th- th- that guy is fucking amazing. And his <laughs> iron fists of steel. Oh, my God. I-, I was expecting this to be way too on the nose, like a, a B-movie that was trying too hard and that wouldn't really grab me. I was so amazed at how ambitious the plot was. Like, it wasn't just following a kid who discovers this terrible commercial thing coming into his life and hurting people. We see the origin story of of the goop from like just like welling up from the earth with this old man just like scooping it into his mouth and giving it to his buddy. Bizarre. Can I add? Can I add? Who who the fuck in their right mind like goes outside and notices ah there's something oozing out of the ground? I should out eat of the it. Earth. <laughs> I should instinctively put it in my mouth yeah who gets that instinct like maybe a three-year-old well i'll tell you that instinct a businessman this guy we don't we never see him again but a businessman a true american apparently because that's just one of the that's like that's like the a plot or that might be like the the b plot the 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 c plot is this kid this out of his mind kid who eats it once gets a bad stomach ache and then just I guess he sees it moving in the fridge, too. And then he just, like, destroys a grocery store <laughs> and yells at, every like, three men, tackle him and body slam him to the ground while he's yelling that the stuff will kill them. And from my understanding, he just got an upset stomach from the thing. But then we get, like, corporate espionage seeping into the movie from this, like, industrial spy who has to, like, reach the highest echelon of commercial production for this and figure out what's going on. And I was just kind of charmed by how much thought someone put into this weird movie (laughs) and that it worked for me. Like the writing was solid. Like the pacing was fast. There was not one moment where I'm like, all right, it's kind of, it's kind of dragging here. It just moved. It's a B movie. It was really good. (laughs) Brian, my, you know why my friends call me Dick? Please tell me. It's it's because whenever I meet whenever I meet somebody, they always dick me over. <laughs> I, I was trying to. Like, I know. I got it. <laughs> I, I play get it. on. My name's my my friends call me Mo. <laughs> you know why they call me Mo? It's because whenever they give me something, I always want Mo. I would like I to love, say I really liked him. 
I love him. He is so fucking amazing. He has this southern charm to him. Yeah. He's like, like a cowboy. I uh-huh. guess you would you would call it. He's just. It's, I don't know. There, there, there's a there, there's a charm about him, and I feel like a lot of people who watch this movie agree that he is an amazing lead character uh, for this film. And I kind of wonder what other movies he's been a part of, but yeah. that's that's neither here or there. It's for uh, outside of the podcast for me to figure out. Uh, I had a uh, fun little fact about the stuff itself. Some of it was Haagen Dazs ice cream, hmm. and most of the scenes for when the stuff is actually chasing the main characters is actually blended fishbone paste. Interesting. So imagine filming a scene with just fishbones. I'd imagine all marine life from the Gulf of Mexico had to be grind like ground up. <laughs> For that from, volume of goo. From from what I heard, after they were done filming said scenes, they would have to immediately jump in the river and bathe because of how smelly that Ooh. shit was. It's so bad. Oh, so, that's not again, uh, again, with fucking fish, alien, fish milk Yay, and fish yeah. eggs. Fish milk. <laughs> fish milk, wow. Muke. Oh boy, we're just <laughs> here. We it's go. all coming back. <laughs> uh, I would like to also make another note that the dog Ben, he is bestest boy. He's the best boy, uh, uh, best actor throughout the whole movie, one hundred percent. And uh, he actually had uh, he did his own stunt where this white foam came out of his mouth and he killed somebody. Yeah. It was never done before in cinema. It, he it's did, crazy. He did a good job. He did he yeah, did he, a great job. Now, I, I have to remark on the clear similarities between this and Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which we just watched. I knew you were. I it's knew you were. really interesting. I didn't think these movies would be so alike. They came out around the same time. And in this, again, it's like, we, we don't have the backstory that we get in Invasion where we know this is an extraterrestrial thing that kind of organically just came to us and seemed genetically programmed to, to attract us, but we, we don't really know if it's... There, there didn't seem to be a higher power there. In this well, case... Think, well, what? I mean... Are you you're talking about there didn't seem to be a higher power in the stuff or Invasion? Invasion. Because I think that there was a higher power overall... I think there was just it was just one big hive mind. That's how I that's how I feel. Oh yeah, I, I don't doubt that the thing it was um, had it had didn't have a mission. But I guess what I mean is I didn't see a sentient civilization send these things off. But I do think you're right. Mm-hmm. They kind of infect the brain and and orient everybody around one mission, which is spread. And I almost feel like. They only had that intuitive power because they took over a human and they're perfect clones. So they had our organization and orientation abilities, if that makes sense. But I mean, that's that's probably for that last episode. But in, in this case, we don't really get a backstory about where it came from. We just hear that it wells up from the center of the earth. And we don't know if that was placed there, if it's just a weird 
thing that happens. But regardless, when you take it, it kind of takes over your head and then it gives you the urge to spread it. And then it rises up through the echelons of society to the point where the police are in on it and like everybody's in on it. And it starts looking a lot like invasion, even to the point where they're technically like an invasion, they're carrying around the pods. And in this film, they're like getting people alone in rooms and then blowing up on them. Which doesn't I seem mean, like the most uh, effective way to spread it, but at least this time the, the dog wasn't wearing the owner's face, and yes. a little banjo is playing in the background. Such a ridiculous fucking scene. I'm I still like still I think can't. about that scene, and I cannot help but but it's, laugh. And it haunts. It, it is haunts disturbing my dreams, too, Brian. It haunts my dreams every night. I can't sleep. I'm losing <laughs> sleep. I have to. I have to drown my nightmares in the rivers of vodka just to just to get a good night's sleep. Yeah. Ooh, what a scene. Uh, Can I just can I just add how ironic it is that a B movie is so much better than half of the films that are being put out this day and age. This movie is fucking amazing. Like I I don't necessarily give a lot of B films the credit that they deserve because I feel that some of these movies I can enjoy personally other people wouldn't be able to have that same feeling towards particular sets of films but this one I feel like a lot of people should just go out and watch it it's on Tubi right now it's completely free Go watch it on Tubi. Because uh, this movie is amazing. There's a lot of well-acted scenes. Uh, special effects. Um, some questionable green screen <laughs> scenes. Which I'm sure you probably uh, caught on with. Mm. If you didn't notice the little boy being... Uh, who gets into the tankard of the truck it, it looks weird like you could see the outline of the kid yeah yeah that's never great <laughs> I... uh, it, it's noticeable but i i shrug it off because it's it's a product of the time yeah it's amazing and so... i truly i truly appreciate actually watching this movie and i have to say that i have to get the movie add it to my collection and then also simultaneously get a container of the stuff because I'm pretty sure they actually do sell the stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. That'd be a missed opportunity if they didn't. I have to add it to my collection of horrors. So so I, on, on the point you were, you were making earlier, there is something about this movie that's just like, it has all your B-movie stuff, but the acting is just good and the writing is good and the practical effects are pretty good during some sequences especially and it's just kind of a well done movie like everything they wanted to do i feel like they all did it perfectly and there's nothing to talk like it's not my favorite horror movie far from it it's quite i think you can even question if it's a horror movie i really do think you can make that point but there the- are there are sequences of action I will say, uh, I I guess it's kind of put on the pedestal of John Carpenter's They Live, where mm-hmm. it's taken as a horror. It's like 
put in that category of subgenres for horror films where it's mostly action but it has this slight undertone of horror to it right which this is this is a horror film i understand where you're coming from where yeah you can most definitely question it especially towards like the the final act of the movie because there's a lot of action uh with like the paramil like the militia and the uh just this all-out fight like even the brawl with chocolate chip charlie and and mo uh, i love which by the way i love that fight scene where charlie just punches one of the people and his face falls off yeah such an amazing fucking scene well done well pulled off uh but another thing that i thoroughly enjoy about this movie is the the scenery like the settings Mm -hmm. the gas station is something that i i don't know i i'd say it's it's appealing to the eye because i when i first moved to kentucky i drove up here uh actually no i took a trip to kentucky uh and we drove up here and um we hit a few gas stations and there was a lot of like mom and pop shops that we would hit and i love the aesthetic look to that i love the 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 wooden shelves and it's just it's wholesome is what i'm trying to say yeah and and there's a lot of wholesome background scenery Mm-hmm. in this film and we do get a pretty wide range of setting like we're in ceo offices all the way down to these more rural settings and things like that mm-hmm. which is interesting and all one, filmed one the, in new york oh that's interesting one of the things yeah. i wanted to get at earlier is this idea that like it's a b-movie but it's constructed so well and it fulfills its b-movie role that it kind of becomes more than the sum of its parts and it has this it factor about it where i'm watching it and i'm like if somebody told me let's watch invasion of the body snatchers but it's, it has zero dread it's not scary <laughs> there's nothing it's just more of a comedy and it doesn't have that existential uncomfort like discomfort in it mm-hmm. i'd be like no that's a flop of a movie but they, this is great i enjoyed this so much they nailed it right even like this movie was actually supposed to be longer than it actually was i read it was about supposed that. to be longer there, there yeah there was a lot of scenes that were cut out and uh, the director wasn't satisfied with some of the special effects, so he cut that out as well. And that person wasn't paid as much uh, as it was originally agreed upon. A lot, a lot of things that go uh, go on behind the scenes. It's it's really crazy to look at and think how how different this movie could have actually been if it was released with the original intention. I don't think and, it would have um, been better. I don't. I, I think the uh, uh, regardless of I all th- the artistic strife. The pacing that right. they were forced, they were forced to make this movie hyper-focused. There's a good interview mm-hmm. with the director or the writer that I saw too, where he said it was really hard to cut out some scenes, but he was really happy with the end product because it gave it this flow. And it right. really is like which, a stream of consciousness plot. And I think you would achieve that with these crazy restraints of like having to keep it under an hour 20. It just moved, mm-hmm. you know? I, I completely agree with you on that standpoint. Like, I don't think that the, the film would have been as good as what we got yeah but it also leaves leaves a question of what could have been and what we could have originally got yeah so it's it's very interesting to think about but um i also have to say 
I would have kind of changed the ending and made it more dreadful than it was played out to be. Mm. It kind of faltered for me uh, towards the end because I like, oh yeah, we're, we're going to market, market it in a different way. And like that, yeah, that's cool. And all again, honing in on the social commentary of commercialism, like, oh, this may be banned, but we're going to change some of the ingredients, but just to give it enough of like enough of what, er, er, uh, wow. Er, er, <laughs> uh, I'm starting to sound like a turntable over here. <laughs> um, it gives it that, uh, okay. So I would have totally kind of done it in a way like, with what Invasion of the Body Snatchers did, where it ends on, like, this horrible, horrible note of, instead of it being all these people gathered up and listened and destroyed the stuff, I feel like people wouldn't have listened. Especially with the the lead, the leader of the militia group. He It was prefaced that, he wasn't a liked man and for thousands of uh, American citizens to just be like yeah you know what maybe he's right let's destroy everything that is involved with the stuff I don't think that is like a realistic um, a realistic viewing on uh, society it's it's like I feel like it's more of a wishful thinking of what people should actually do whereas i would take a more as what i feel is a more realistic route like it's it's a fucking dessert man like there's nothing wrong with it that's just conspiracy theories there's nothing uh like it's completely natural like low calories it's it's a good dessert it even tastes good like what could possibly go wrong? I feel like just ending it on a note, like a a bitter note, would have made this movie a thousand times better. Yeah. It, it was an upbeat movie throughout. So, like, I there, there is part of me that wondered, what if this were more of a horror movie? Like, there, there's a point where you can just make something a horror movie because it's an established genre, and you can just say, yeah, I'm making a new horror film. And then this is like a detective film with gore, but that can just be a horror film because that's what he normally writes. And there, again, there's a, there's a horror, uh, uh, like, X factor, and that this has that, even if it isn't, like, on paper, a clear definitive horror film. But there, there are elements where it, it feels like, uh, especially with the end, they were establishing a film that wasn't trying to be dreadful or scary or anything, but it was pretty upbeat and funny and satirical. And I was kind of surprised to see that they went with the best of all possible worlds ending, where literally the CEO gets to eat the stuff. You know, like all of the bad guys don't just get what's coming to them. They get like justice and they taste their own medicine it was a very clean i guess you would i guess you would say they get their just desserts oh very nice so you know what i would love to see 
and I know it's never going to happen, but this is just wishful thinking. I would love to see like an indie uh, game like company make a The Stuff video game, maybe even have it be a sequel to the original movie and just play on like uh I got I guess not really a, a sequel, maybe more of its own thing, but it's in the the universe of the stuff where everything goes to hell and maybe maybe it could be like a first person survival horror uh type game where you have to traverse this world, break into houses and um collect resources like weapons and ammunition maybe do puzzles and maybe even i don't know destroy the stuff sites where there's just like this giant pool of stuff out seeping from the earth and you have to blow blow up rocks and shit to completely destroy that site and um i don't know i think i think it'd be pretty interesting like yeah uh I, I was almost thinking a, like a, a corporate tycoon game <laughs> where you'd be playing as the almost like a plague ink but you're instead of playing as the virus you're playing as the, the tycoon behind the stuff <laughs> <laughs> that'd be kind of cool too yeah. but I, I don't know i kind of like the idea of uh you know it'd be even cooler it'd be even cooler if like okay there's there's two different types of uh gameplay for this game you can play as the the survivor where it's a first-person shooter, uh, survival horror-esque game with, like, this big story and everything. Mm. And then there's the uh, there's the, the corporate gameplay where it's, like, a business tycoon and you have to, um, like, you, you're building all these factories and you're distrib- distributing the stuff and maybe maybe it even connects together with like uh, somebody's playing the the uh like the main campaign for like the survivors but uh whoever's playing uh the business tycoon he's making it harder for for the player to um to survive i think that would be kind of interesting (laughs) i i think i'm like kind of thinking way too much into this because that would be (laughs) really hard to fucking pull off but it would I don't be know. challenging. <laughs> It'd be very challenging, but it's a pretty cool idea. I, I really want... Speaking of which, remember we were talking about the, the Thing video game mm-hmm. a while back, because I, I got that game recently, and I'm having a fucking blast playing it. Uh, the, originally, there was supposed to be a sequel, but mm-hmm. it got scrapped because the uh, the the game... The, the the people that made the game uh, they they got shut down so it never came into fruition and a lot of the designs there's a lot of artwork and stuff for the thing part two and a lot of those designs actually went into the prequel movie oh wow that they did yeah so it's kind of kind of interesting yeah but Although that movie was fucking horrible, mm. and I'm probably gonna end up adding it to my collection, even though I do not agree with what was done with that film. But more talk about the prequel of the thing, and maybe a future episode. Hint, hint, wink, wink, wink. Uh, 
Oink, oink. I'm a pig. Uh... <laughs> So <laughs> you heard it here so, first. <laughs> I, I do like watching oink, oink. you enter a meditative state, and it's just like pure Nick creativity. It's always fun. This is this is my brain not on drugs, but going at a thousand miles per hour. Yeah. You would assume that I am on cocaine, but in fact, I am not on cocaine. I am high <laughs> on oxygen. No, it's too bitter to be oxygen. I'm high on hate. Just pure, ah, rage. pure rage. When I masturbate, well, it's a bloody scene. Okay. The FBI uh. most likely be, uh, becomes mistaken, uh, or m- mistakes my ejaculate sites for murders. Right. So it's the reason why I don't masturbate in public anymore. Not because I could probably catch a fucking disease on the toilet, but more so that... Uh, the government gets really confused that mm-hmm. so- somebody was murdered. Yeah. And there's no body. Man. Just a lot of we are bloody pros. semen. <laughs> so I, it is well, interesting that you make such a scene. And I think we have not talked about the movie for a long time now. I'm gonna, Let's just play into it at this point. You make such a scene that you bypass local law enforcement and get right to the bureau, man. You're just right in Quantico. Right away. That's incredible. That says something. That really does. Are you putting me in a scenario? No, I'm saying, you know what? Are you talking about the movie? You're talking about the movie. I'm so, like, entranced by the thought of me me going into the bureau and just ejaculating on on sight. Like, I'm going to go to... Don't quote me on this, government, if you're listening. I'm going to go to the... the, What was that one place in Washington? The it's a it's a really big it's a really big um, octagon. Pentagon. Uh, the Pentagon. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I had a brain fart there. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is it called? You just go like sneak into the Pentagon somehow, like like in a Mission Impossible scenario. It's like I'm gonna have to ejaculate on everything. Uh, and the government will be none the wise. I think we've done it. I think we're ready for the eulogy. <laughs> Are we? Are we? I am. We? Are you? Okay. Wait a minute. Just, just a few more seconds. Hmm. I'm almost done. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. May God be with this young man's soul. And may Rod Lane rest. Okay. Nineteen eighty-five, the stuff. Wow, I never thought I could say this, but you were totes kick ass, hmm. and you were a lot better than what we mostly get nowadays in in theaters and direct to videos and remakes and all that stuff, and Platinum Dunes, you can go fuck yourself. Um, anyways, that's neither here or there. We are here to eulogize the stuff. That's why I'm doing this, and that's why I'm I'm saying all this shit, because I truly appreciate what you put out on screen. Every, like, every single minute, I enjoyed this movie. Chocolate Chip Charlie was an amazing character. So is Mo. I fucking love Mo. I feel like a lot of people love Mo. 
and chocolate chip charlie too i love chocolate chip charlie did you know that chocolate chip charlie was actually an inspiration uh was actually inspired by the famous amos chocolate chip cookie at that i'm not bullshitting that that is actually a fact about this movie about that character anyways interesting this is a verdict remember this isn't got to the film part two (laughs) electric boogaloo Uh anyways (laughs) i'm just throwing all that stuff in and into the eulogy yes you are anyways (laughs) yeah (laughs) may 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 you rest in peace and um what i'm going to burn this thing with is um I'm going to burn it with Haagen-Dazs ice cream. Okay. And uh and a dog. You're going to burn it with a dog. Ben. I'm going to uh-huh. burn it with You're Ben. Gonna burn it with Ben. You like that decision, Nick? Like, comment, and subscribe if you like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I agree. We do have to burn the movie. Uh, or or, or the, the, the stuff, right? That, that seemed to or be maybe, the only effective way to kill it. Or maybe we take it out through, through uh, corporate uprising. Oh yeah, uh, only only the shackles to lose. <laughs> Perhaps a, a populist uprising we, in the we, stuff we corporation. Feed it, we feed it to corporate. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> You're gonna be eating this. No, um, I think we should burn it because I don't want to feed somebody a dog. <laughs> That's where I draw the line, right? I draw oh, I the see. line at force feeding somebody an animal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we Except all have for, our like, standards. Except for like chicken yeah. and cow and whatever anyways okay uh i i will burn the stuff with uh a a revision to the fda's adverse event reporting system i say we 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 nip this in the bud before it before it really gets too bad all right so we we need to work on nick i'm sure you agree the compliance framework for the fda it wasn't that this movie's really about am i I looking too far into it you're just you're just blowing my fucking mind over here (laughs) You know the goddamn communists that are trying to in, invade the U, the U.S. of A. America. What? They're, 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 Where is this they're coming working from? Their way, they're working their way through the U.S. citizens by selling this shit to us. Interesting. We can't we we can't have this in our America. The, no the, way. The red scare angle is interesting. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, voices. Are you getting voices? (laughs) Am I getting voices? I don't know, Brian. Let me ask my nutsack. Am I getting voices? I feel a tingling underneath my skirt. Yes, I am, in fact, getting voices. Key voices. (laughs) Well, sometimes. That is better. Oh, I'm getting something. This, This is... This is new. This is not like me. But I feel like... Getting something different this time. Wow. It's from director Larry Cohen. Hmm. He was quoted saying, <laughs> My main inspiration was the K- 
consumerism and corporate greed found in our country and the damaging products that were being sold. I was constantly reading in the newspapers about various goods and materials being recalled because they were harming people. For example, you had foods being pulled off the market because they were hazardous to people's health. Which, I have to say, that is way too on the nose nowadays, especially with what we're going through. It's crazy to see that this is still going on. Um, I'm just, I'm flabbergasted. Everybody, go watch the stuff. Do it. (laughs) You're doing yourself a disservice, a fucking disservice, if you do not watch the stuff. Do it. This is a call to arms to our audience. No, this is a, Brian, you got to let me finish, man. I'm working on Nick Juices. And when I say Nick Juices, I mean my ejaculate. Mm -hmm. No. Anyways, I have to say this is a call to arms to our audience. Everybody, horror lovers of all ages, um, you have to go. If you haven't watched the stuff, if you know, if you've seen the stuff and you know people who haven't seen the stuff, just sit them down and tell them to buckle up because they're in for one hell of a B B horror movie ride. Oh my god. I am caffeinated as fuck. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, I am not on cocaine. <laughs> Allegedly. Well. Anyways. I, I hate to bring down the, the praise here, but I, I do have a review that is not favorable because I want voices oh. from the other side to be from the other side for me in this case. This is Roger Ebert. All right, here's my guy. Here's what he thought about the stuff. The stuff is a wildly ambitious movie that fails because it forgets to attend to its bottom line. Before you can make a clever, funny, satirical horror film, you first have to make a horror film. The groundwork in the stuff is so unconvincing that it sabotages all the good things in the film, including a deadpan performance by Michael Moriarty. That's our guy. That's the the detective. I thought he he was great. Mm -hmm. Since his first film, It's Alive, Cohen has specialized in quasi-semi-realistic horror films. In other words, the basic premise is off the wall, but it's surrounded by three-dimensional characters in plausible situations. Yeah. As a basic plot, this never quite works. The stuff isn't represented in a dramatic way. It looks like a ready whip that it's... Oh, he says, it looks like the ready whip that ate the world. And there's a distracting glitch, like the scene where the kid is trapped inside the tank truck. And uh, we can see the stuff coming after him, even though there's no plausible light source. The movie falls completely apart at the end when Paul shows up as a right-wing nut in the private army. He seems left over from a Saturday Night Live sketch about the Birch Society. The stuff has a moment when it comes alive because of the ingenuity of the actors and Cohen's willingness to have fun with his material. But the story doesn't work, and the stuff isn't as interesting as, say, Flying Lizards. It's a, uh, one of his other movies. But we have what we have here are nice touches in search of a movie. He gave it one that's, and a half stars out of four. Did not really like it. Interesting. Did not that's like crazy. it at all. And remember, he, I mean, not... he was praising Evil Dead when that was kind of an unpopular thing uh-huh. to do. So it's interesting yeah. that that satire didn't work, but this sat or this satire didn't work for him, but that satire did. Right. Uh, which I also have to say, uh, I have to add another mistake that happened in the film. Uh, in the the studio, there's a bunch of posters that that are actually. Uh, New York related when they're supposed to be in uh, Georgia, ah, okay. which the movie, the movie is set in Georgia, I guess, but uh, it's filmed in New York. So, hmm. 
little mistakes here and there. But you know what? I don't agree with the fact that uh, Mr. Moriarty gave a deadpan performance. I think he did amazing, especially that southern twain that he that he has. Mm, it's like a slice of pumpkin pie on a nice western summer day. Just I got got to give a minute to just take all that in. I thought it was good. I, I liked his acting. I liked the movie. It isn't mm-hmm. some like hidden genius satire that's changing the world or pointing out truths that everyone's too scared to look at. But it's a good movie. It's fun. It's funny. And that's movies don't have to be more than that. I really liked it. And it has something to to it has something to give, something for us to learn as a society that we have to take precautions of what we put into our bodies. We're yeah. poisoning ourselves, people. The the, the, the stuff subplot about the trade secrets real. that the companies are allowed to hide is real. You really can't. It's called a trade secret. The FDA is really allowed to not ask you what's in your products if you have a trade secret. There are regulations on that, but they are actually talking about something that's real. I don't know how mm-hmm. if that works with food that much as it does it, with pharmaceuticals. Well, but. it's it's actually really crazy to think because a lot of stuff in Germany, a lot of their products do not have the chemicals that we have in our foods and right. and products all of that is completely banned over there mm-hmm. which is really fucking crazy to think about like does our government the people the corporations they don't really fucking care about us right. especially the poor the poor is definitely a victim in that situation i'm not really trying to like talk about like i know shit but the proof is in the pudding, and the pudding has poison in it. It's what's giving us cancer, and I don't appreciate that. God damn it! The pudding is the stuff. It's an allegory. <laughs> it's alleg- allegorical as the stuff. That's probably not a word, but guess what? I don't fucking care. I am on it, man. <laughs> I, I'm pumped. I'm happy. Neck, huh? <laughs> I am happy that we covered this movie, and I'm happy. If you guys got this far into the episode, I am happy that you stuck with us this long. We really appreciate it. Oh my fucking God. <sighs> Anyways, I think that is a wrap sure. for the stuff. And I have to say, uh, I have to give everybody who is listening currently right now a call to arms. If you enjoyed what you heard today, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on our Facebook page. Follow us on Slasher. We have a Slasher account now. If you don't know what Slasher is, it's a social media app for all horror movie fans. So go follow us all under the handle The Black Lagoon Network. You can find us there. Anyways, also, if you're listening to us on Audacity, or not Audacity, wow, that's what we record on. if, you, if you're listening to the podcast on Anchor, leave us a message, a recorded voice message or whatever, uh, giving us movie ideas for us to cover. We'll, if you have a project that you're working on, we'll even give you a shout out completely 100% because we're always rooting for the underdog because uh, we're there right now and one day we hope not to be. And even then, we'll still help out the underdog because that's... That's where it's at, man. It's all about it's all about helping each other. It's all about giving that love. Because uh, the teamwork made the dream work, people. And um, 
I also have to say that uh, um, let's see also another call to arms I have to say that give us a review on iTunes mm-hmm. that is like if you don't have money to give to give us on our Patreon the most help besides listening to our podcast the most help that you can do as as a fan or an audience member um just give us give us a good review if you truly like that's only if you truly thoroughly enjoy enjoy the episode or the podcast whatever all all honesty that's all we want is honesty give us a good review all honesty <laughs> no matter what give us a good review but again i have to preface with honesty uh all right i guess that that sums it up i think we're done i guess that's a wrap nick i do have one closing question for you space jizz yes man you beat me to it no that was obviously right. not what i was gonna do <laughs> okay what's your <laughs> It'd be a bit out of character if there were a real the stuff what would it be my thought is nutella you remember the craze around nutella Everyone was just consuming it in gigantic quantities because it apparently was it was healthier chocolate, but it wasn't healthy. Like it wasn't good for you. It's not like free chocolate, like nutrient-packed chocolate. I think, I think it would be ice cream, to be honest, or like a yogurt. Yeah. Uh, a yogurt ice cream mixture, um, because oh, it's healthy, but it has all this additive sugars and shit. Oh and, yeah. Yeah frozen uh, uh what is that is that frozen cream that has a name but yeah i know what you're talking about you're right yeah i think that's fair to say yeah. okay well on that insightful note it's jizz yep that everything is that's the trade secret that the fda is hiding you heard it here first uh yeah please give us a review we we, we love it that helps us a, a great deal and stay tuned for the next episode we've got some cool stuff coming all right yeah oh <laughs> okay <laughs>